Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Kowalski. Today, we're going to talk about the new schedule, something that we've been working on for a long time and uh, definitely a repair to the Service Monster 6 schedule. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll talk all about it. But before we do that, some housekeeping. Adam, what do we have for today? Yeah, so just want to have a brief kind of shout-out mention. Anyone going to the experience, um, September 18th through 20th in sunny Las Vegas. Uh, look for our booth. Skylar and Annette will both be there. Um, kind of ask any questions you guys might have. Just kind of stop and say hi, all that good stuff. So just kind of keep that date locked in. Um, if any of the carpet cleaners out there. And do a do a do a selfie or something by the booth yeah. and and shout at me on social media. Joe, why aren't you here? <laughs> and I'll say because I have a three month old. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm not going. Uh, just FYI there, um, and shout out to everybody who goes to connections or the experience, whatever you want to call it, regularly. Um, we've been doing that show for a long time. Uh, it's unlikely we're going to not do that show just because we have such a presence. There's so many of our clients there. It's always good to say hey and, and chat them up. Um, so definitely come check us out at the experience. Yeah. The next big date, um, I'm going to let you share the, the fun details. Oh, but yeah. October 1st. What's coming October 1st, Joe? Uh, we will be raising our prices. Now, these are the prices on the website. So new clients. So new clients will be paying $49 for core, which is the current price for core, but that's a brand new product. $99 for pro and $149 for enterprise. Um, The basic differences, there's feature differences now starting October 1st. So um, there's some marketing stuff and inventory that's in enterprise only. Core allows you two users and one route. Pro allows you unlimited users and up to three routes, one, two, and three routes. And then enterprise is unlimited users, unlimited routes, full features. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, If you are a current user or you purchase before October 1st, you'll be on our new price, our current pricing, which is $80 for Pro, $125 for Enterprise, and Core is the same at $49. So if you are on the fence and thinking about, hey, I should think about getting Service Monster, then know that you should be getting it now (laughs) to save yourself the $19 times 12 a year uh, on the subscription. Plus, if they're only on the Pro level, you, you, you do have those uh, drip campaigns there. They won't necessarily be there mm-hmm. coming forward. So That's right. Yeah. We, we got to play around uh, with our, you know, costs here so that we can get dialed in as we scale and move forward, especially since our costs have gone up so dramatically on a couple of the services that we use. So, you know, I talk about mining your margins. Well, my accounting department starting to get on me about mining our margins. So that's where that's coming from. Yep. Yep. We haven't raised prices in been a long time. Oh, 2012, 2011. I want to say it was eight years, seven or eight years. Yeah. 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 That's the last time we raised prices. That's just kind of silly by any standard. (laughs) 
All right. So that's all kind of the big announcements. We can kind of jump into Smug. Last time, since we were doing the webinar recap, we didn't um, dive into Smug so much. So there's been a lot of mobile feedback. And I, I, I only grabbed one snippet because it just had it was it was laid out. It's laid out very easily for us to kind of digest. Right. Um, but anyone who's leaving feedback on on the new mobile app, guys, like we definitely appreciate it. We, we take all that into heart. Um, and you should be seeing that. I mean, we're turning that stuff around fast. Right. And, and the list is not that big. Um, we know we need to address larger databases for sluggish performance. That has our, been our focus this week. That's what Brian's really been working on. He made some major strides, um, but he's still got a little bit of work to do for phase one. That will then get published, and then there'll be a phase two after that, which will dial it in even more. I'm really excited by how much room we have to squeeze out of that lemon for yeah. real, yeah. for real. So um, the, w- w- what he's already done will make a significant improvement uh, on the release and then we'll get an X factor on the second phase of that. So, And then all the feedback that you guys are throwing down in there, I, most of it now is turning into feature requests or um, a field that you would like to have. Yep. Some, oh, duh, like dir, lead source on account. Oh, dir. Yeah, that was just, that was just an oversight. <laughs> that was just complete yep. oversight. So um, thank you for continuing to point those out. Please do so. And then, yeah, bugs too. Um, be specific, though, for us. Let us know what OS you're on. Let us know what screen you were on and what you were doing. And um, if it crashes, what's best for us is if you can recreate it and then get us the info so that we can recreate it. And if we can't recreate it, because let's say the data is different, we may have to dive into your database and see if there's differences in the data. And that's kind of where we're at right now. It's very, very rare. We're seeing stuff at this point. I think all the main crashes have been completely addressed. I know one person had one crash at one point and he was like, oh, I don't remember what happened and I can't recreate it. So um, when that happens, it's impossible for us to know. (laughs) It's like, it's broke. What does that mean? Like, you know, it's not like a car, you bring it in to diagnose Right. It's it's a little more complicated than that. So we need your help out there to get us that info. It's especially I mean, there's tons of different things on the PC side, too. But you're typically, you know, you're on you have, you have an iOS thing. You're on a, you're on a PC, you're on Windows. Right. Not not many of our users are using Linux, um, <clears throat> though, if you are, you know, more power to you. But on the mobile side, especially on the Android, there's so many different um you know, not not just the operating system itself, but just the phones. Just just take a look at screen size. Screen yeah. size, just that one vector, yep. right? Can can really play into how it performs, yep. um, and how it feels. So all those variables are important. So what was the question that you pulled? Yeah. So the the question was was from Scott. Um, first off, he kind of gave us some feedback, but he was talking about adding the on deck. Kind of functionality huh, right onto the schedule right right and just the way he laid it out kind of what he was on and i guess kind of the first point was laying it out like this like you said it kind of it helps us really understand the whole process right it's not just he gave us a couple paragraphs exactly right and so just kind of mostly wanted to point that out that if you are gonna like give us more info that's right like, like you're saying yeah like share and and uh what's great about mobile now it's just like oh Breathe. It's a breath out, and I hear the clients breathing out too. It's like finally, you guys got that shit right. 
took a couple releases. It took a couple product launches, but we've, we now, okay, now that you have it right, <laughs> here's what I need, yep. right? And that's, I think we're almost there. Um, not quite yet. There's another piece I want to do, which was a previous suggestion that I think is brilliant for single owner operators. And that is the ability to quickly and easily handle your accounts receivable on your phone. Um, and so I really want to dial that in. I have some ideas about how we can approach that. But we have to get these two releases out for uh, optimization and um, fixing these last couple der moments of oversight. We're done with the high critical. We're done with the stupid, which we didn't really have any of those. Uh, and, and we're done with the, oh, well, you didn't close that loop. Or for me, my data is weird and it crashed. So like that's all been addressed. So please challenge me on that. Find some stuff, go hunting for it. And if you find something, let me know via Messenger or go on Smug or call or email support. Lots of info. Lots of info. The next one was from Colby. Um, he was asking for kind of uh, some templates. Uh, you know now and on the podcast I love showcasing kind of that, that feedback from various mm -hmm. users helping each other out. Um, and the main person who posted was Paul. And I actually really like his templates for the most part. They're a little bit long, um, but his templates, you know, they kind of get the point across and so on. And so if anyone else is in Smug and has some other examples, maybe to give Colby, it's a little bit older. I went back a little bit on some of these because, like I said, on the last podcast. We've been out for like three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you find that post from uh, Colby uh, and you are in there, you know, kind of post your own. Like it definitely creating copy and content is not necessarily everyone's forte and so if you if you can find someone who will help you with that or if you know you actually want to reach out and pay for that obviously well i've been threatening this for a long time but i think we're getting close to the point where i can do little projects like this plus ethan anything i hand that kid now he's just murdering so i have to keep like a background threat he's already like a third way through equipment tracking um but little things like it's it's not that little, let's be clear, but I've always wanted to do this. And this is kind of a side project, which is you should be able to take your templates and publish them and make them accessible to a global network. And so anybody who's, you know, wants to add a new template can go to the public repository and import those templates. That's just... Real simple idea that I had for a long time was like build a community, right? That that's sharing things out of that. What you put in, what you get out. So, and then I was thinking about being able to package them. You can put them on the marketplace. Maybe optional paywall, so then people who actually spend a lot of time and build a packet of templates can, you know, make a little cash. Not a huge thing. I don't think you'd want to charge more than twenty or thirty, forty bucks for it. And then at that point, is it really worth it? Or you know what I mean? So. I'm not sure where to go with it, but I sure would like to be able just to globalize templates on demand and then I'll let people download them from, from the global space. Yeah. Well, let's use this as our first kind of level of demand. Anyone watching this, if you guys think Ask, that's something you want. Go hit us up. It. Yeah. Yeah. The next Leave one. Leave in the comments below. <laughs> um, the next one is right around the same time and really wanted to talk about it last um, podcast too because it was so big as far as the 
the feedback and turnout. Um, the poll you made about the pop-up, about the, uh, the schedule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got our ass kicked on that one. Talk about make me. <laughs> right? right? This is a perfect example of that. So um, you may have noticed the new schedule, and we'll talk about And this is a good lead into exactly. our – well done. Um, we're going to take – us back a little bit about a year Aaron's working on the schedule he's putting that tech in the quick ad so it's proof of concept it goes out we're like okay yeah let's start building the real next gen schedule and a lot of conversation when Alex started it let's take the pop-up out and everybody's like huh and then we talk Oh, no, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's easier. Oh, it's less weird. Yeah, that, that was weird. And that, yeah. And you start, then you start dogpiling in all the use cases that we don't like because it's not as clean from a UI point of view. Uh, and so we said, okay, let's take it out, but let's make sure that we can solve these use cases. And so that's where the sidecar came in. That's where the expando and the details. Um, and then we started getting, hey, I missed my pop up. And I'm like, okay. I got asked twice within 24 hours. And I was like, that's it. I'm putting up a poll and smug. So I put up a poll and smug. And it was, you know, uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's clean. No pop-up. Or I liked my pop-up from five. Or the pop-up from six did just okay. I like that one. Or, uh, you know, no, I, I, well, I need a pop-up, but make it something else. Right. Which nobody answered that one. Um, and a couple of five users answered five just because they were trying to show five some love because they don't want it to go away. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the overwhelming response is I like my six pop up. And it was just like like by all, like crazy amounts. It was like squared <laughs> the number of people who said, no, it's clean without the pop up. So um, we're going to put it back in. Yep. But that's just it. So Aaron's pretty much just going to go steal what we have got in the old six schedule pop up, throw it in, put it behind a setting uh, on your settings of your schedule. Yes, show pop ups. Yep. Um, we'll probably leave it off by default. I don't know. It's been so overwhelming. Is it just us trying to force the issue at that point? Should we just let them turn it off by default? Because they're obviously expecting pop ups. But that's a discussion for the production table. Right. So, yeah pop-ups the smug community has spoken yes <laughs> and so it's uh, one other kind of time to just mention that too before we segue here is if you want your feedback to be taken and you want to be part of that community reach out to us we'll, we'll get you that smug application make sure you're a good fit and then boom yep so then as, as a segue like i said at the start of the show the kind of feature focus here is the schedule the brand new schedule so last um podcast we we're doing the kind of the webinar follow-up really wanted to hit, touch on mobile and like what that has meant to us and to our users and so on and kind of just segueing the design philosophy from mobile being out in the field i need to be able to do these actions quickly you know if i'm owner operator i got to do everything out in the field and so on to the schedule, which is on the desktop app, which is going to be more of an office administrative kind of tool and what they need to see and how it is going to be different in these scenarios. And I kind of want to start with the interesting tidbit um, that you found when we first were talking about this, gosh, back in maybe early this year and kind of 
just the traffic of page views yeah. on the schedule. <laughs> so um, we do some metadata, right, in, in your use of Service Monster. Um, so we track page hits and, and kind of behavior so we know the best way to feed you guys information as well as what feature sets and how we want to address those at scale, which is hard for some people because they're one. And um, their their opinion is one and their point of view is one. Um, we have a handful of users who are able to think in terms of many, but not too many, <laughs> right? You might get those really introspection guys of their service business who, who come at our point of view and go, oh, yeah, I can see because you have a lot of users. Like that's the phrase they'll use and they'll go, oh, yeah, I can see. Um, but you, they're usually thinking about five or six different scenarios. I mean, there's just... Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds, just like physics, you take all those data points, you overlap them onto each other, and then right. what you've got is the spikes. Yep. And you look for those huge spikes at scale. And and one spike that showed up was the fact that you guys stay on your desktop on Service Monster schedule 600 times more than any other screen. That put into perspective goes, wow, that means any features that we do on the schedule, that clean up the schedule, that make the schedule better are way more valuable than even some of the more and most valuable changes and features on, let's say, accounts or orders because of the quantity of uses that it could potentially get. And it's um, and it's interesting the way you brought this up, too, because it's kind of like it took us a, through – it can take us through a journey of the mindset that we came to when we did it. This is our sixth schedule rebuild or maybe even the seventh. I built four of them on my own. We got one off the shelf. Um, Matt built one and now this is the one that Aaron built. So this is a lot of schedule rebuilds. And I remember building one that never saw the light of day because it was too far advanced. It was 10 years ahead of its time. And because the browser wasn't yet tied into the C, uh, GPU, into your um, video card, um, I choked the hell out of the rendering engine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was super fast to get the data back, though. It was like the way we're doing it now was the way I was doing it 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago. And then when I tried to take that data and draw on the screen in real time, it went, uh-uh, uh Like, damn, XP, get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so we've done the rebuild on the schedule uh, so many, many times. Um, it's one of the corner jewels of Service Monster. Um, Service Monster 5 was great. Service Monster 6 had great features and promise, but it just landed short, which made people feel like, well, 6 is great. It's got all these features and all these, you know, the opportunity and the combo. And you've got the dashboards and, you know, I mean, you can go on and on and on. But if you live on the schedule... And you like the schedule in five better, then you might just kind of hang out on five. Yeah. And that's what happened. Um, we are still – we are seeing movement now. I'm seeing people that never were in six now using six and then asking, hey, like the next thing. Like, whoa, yeah. weren't you just on five? Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of neat to see. So then um, this iteration of the schedule in six is kind of – what we were hoping for out of 6.0 and uh, and all of the best bits out of 5. But then we put more on top. 
Uh, we can call it syntactical sugar, right? The, we made it lives easier. And before I kind of talk about how we did that, because I'll go into the specifics of the new schedule, but um, it the evolution of the company is really interesting and the talents that have kind of we had to acquire in order to do certain things. When we started the company, um, Eric and Dave and I were all Fortune 500 developers. So we worked for a company that built software for massive call centers, essentially. It was an AutoZone subsidiary. And um, so we knew how to build software for people where we controlled the environment. You will have rule A, you will have rule B, and you will have rule C. And that is how you will do it. And so when we started Service Monster, though I had a product in the wild, so I had a, I'd already produced a successful product launch, um, and it was to the consumer, so it wasn't internally. I didn't hang around for the support side of that equation. I wasn't part of that at all. I was just the dev, right? So I was just the lead dev on that project. So when I started Service Monster, I didn't yet understand the difference between an internal application that you can control the SOP on and one that you're going to offer to the masses because um, we'd always done enterprise stuff. And so when we first launched, people were like, oh, you don't force lead on me. Don't make me fill out lead source. I'm like, well, you want lead source. They're like, but don't make me do it. I'm like, oh, you want to be flexible and configurative, configuration driven. So we took it out. And then, then we had the other half of the customers were like, um, how do I enforce lead source for my, it's like, oh, now we got to put it back in, but now we put it behind a button. So you go to your company settings and you say, yes, lead source is required. So that's kind of the evolution there. And so we learned real quick because we got burned. We got to give them open and configurable and they need 20 different ways to do things because their workflows are going to be different. And we did that really, really well. And Service Monster 5 was kind of a culmination of that. Service Monster 6 is just whole next gen, which it does that well, but it does far beyond basic record keeping, which is what 5 was really, really good at, right? Because that's all it was. It's just a bunch of filing cabinets. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, and so <laughs> when we started mobile, we took that baggage with us. Let's make sure they have Service Monster on the phone and all of the – and we just overdid it. Mobile 3 was way too much. It tried to be all of the file cabinets. And people are looking at other apps that are simple that just have a button and a couple fields and then the next and the next. And and uh, that's where Mobile 3 really fell apart because um, it did a lot of stuff. But half the people didn't know where to find that stuff to do those things. It was just too hidden, too neat, too tidy, too. And then there were some other issues with it too, like connectivity and so forth. So not only wasn't, it was too full of stuff, too complex, but then you had data issues on top of that. So that wasn't fun. And so when we went to rebuild technician and, you know, again, I'm, I'm freaking out about where we're at in mobile. So I'm staying up between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. at night, and I'm looking at new technologies and new layouts and new designs, and I'm looking at what other people are doing. And and then it dawned on me, oh, no, this is process-driven. This has all got to be use case. And in this case, in order to build a use case, you have to tell them, A, B, C, D, do it like that. And when we did that, a resounding cheer for the technician app, whoa, this is so simple. 
okay, we figured out the unlock codes. And so then we were able to build that onto the new app, which now that's going to be the one ring that rules them all, right? So all those other apps will eventually just die. But um, so what's interesting is we came full circle. Now we're looking at the app, right, the desktop. And we're looking at the schedule and we're looking at the fact that you guys stay on that 600 times more than anything else. And the conversation now is centered around what do we do to keep them there? They don't want to leave, but they want to get their work done. How do we make sure they can get all their work done? Appointment confirmations, pre-calls, post-calls, follow-up, surveys, notes, payments, tasks, completion of orders, updating of orders monitoring pictures, taking time logs, making sure it's all now contact of clients like email, text, SMS. It all can be done through the schedule in just a few clicks. And you know what you've done. You can see the trail as you do it. So you can go from job to job to job using that side card. And so what would we do from that perspective is we took the lessons that we learned from mobile about nice, clean use cases and processes and we built them directly into the desktop. And you can see it. If you hold your phone up and you go into a job and then you go into the service monster schedule and you click on a job and you look at the sidecar, holy cats, <laughs> it's damn near the same design. Yep. Um, you know, the layout's very similar and the approach is very similar and what you can do is very similar. Um, there's some differences, obviously, but um, yeah, so that's kind of the arc there. Uh, and what we went through, recognizing how important the schedule was, recognizing where we went right with five, where we went wrong with six, where we went right with six, spending the last year rebuilding it. And then at the end, because this happened at the end, at the end, realizing that we, you know, there was a lot of time spent on the schedule. Let's make sure we can process these handful of use cases that make sense. Oh, let's embed the mobile job onto the sidecar. Boom. So. That's kind of the evolution of there. So if you haven't checked it out yet, if you haven't went and looked and played with Service Monster 6 schedule, if you're on 5 and you're not sure, right, that's big button when you come in right before you log in, try out 6. Go in there, go to the schedule, make sure you're on the new schedule. If you are, the button will say go back to the old schedule, which doesn't mean 5, right? Just to be you know clear, <laughs> uh, but make sure you're on the new schedule and play with it check it out um it's fast as hell compared to the old one that's the number one benefit it loads um it loads a schedules that took a minute and a half to load it loads them in seconds six seven seconds max it's unbelievable and you can scroll right through just click 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 bang 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 jobs flying around everything's handled better everything's cleaner all the process flows are there um the map integration is much better so do you have anything specific you want to dive into on that new schedule? I, I do have a couple of things. Um, before we go too far, there's two really cool things that touch mo a lot on what you just said. Um, and it's why data is important. Um, and that kind of goes for our users, too. It's a different kind of data. But, you know, why would they using a CRM to begin with? But the massive page views for the schedule. So when we, we started with that, like we were talking about like, okay, obviously this is the most important screen. As that conversation got deeper and deeper, what we really found out was part of the reason why the page views were higher was because 
they have to constantly leave the schedule, go to the account screen, <laughs> go to the order screen, and then they're immediately, like you said, yep. please take me back to there. I got to be on there. And so I guess really just tying everything that you just said into that sense of that's what led to this whole discussion of they got to be able to do all of these things on the schedule. Otherwise, it's just a pointless you know, path out to come right back. That's right. And, and the so, breadcrumb works really well for that. Right. If you want to go really deep, you're like, oh, I got to update this cat name. <laughs> Fluffy died. Right. And now I might have to jump into the account, go to the profile tab, fix the cat name, hit save, use my breadcrumb to go back. Super, super easy. But if we can keep you on there for your most 80-20 role, right? Your core processes. Yeah. Yep. And so this is a really interesting thing that I wanted to touch on, that we had kind of a secret weapon in all of this um, with Skylar. And, oh, yeah. And why like we really dove into the use cases specifically. So well, why don't you just kind of talk about the super agent program yeah. and why that helps so much in this design? Well, thanks for opening the wound. Yeah, no, no I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about this time last year, we shut down super agents, uh, but it was a call center program that we offered to our clients. We ran for about two years, a little over two years. Um, it ended up to be a distraction. We were making okay money off of it, and it, and people were waiting to get on it. We did not have a sales problem with that product, and we were making enough money. We didn't have a margin problem with that product. We had we had a problem where number one, the amount, the quality of service we were providing wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. So we were going to have to go through an effort and try to make that better. Number one, number two, the head of that department who we put a lot of oomph behind she needed to leave um family reasons and whatnot it, it was sad for her it was sad for us but that culminated to do we really need to keep this around or is this a distraction because um the hardest part about that was employing it keeping people in those chairs it's not a great position it's not fun. I, I wouldn't think it'd be fun just sitting there answering calls all day. Who am I going to be now? Who am I going to be now? Who am I going to be now? I got to be smiley. I got to be. And we're watching every absolutely every scrap of thing you do. So if the phone's ringing, you know, we're, we're logging everything you're doing. Um, I, and because the turnover was so high, I kind of didn't pay attention to it so much. So me as a leader, it was a black hole. Like there were people in there. I never really knew their names. They would come, they would work for three or four months and then they would leave and I wouldn't even know who they were. Like, and every time I walk past that department, I feel bad. It's like, ah, oh, I need to know who these people are. But it just happened so fast. We turned so many people over there. But one thing that we did is when we shut the department down, we had acquired uh, – about half the staff were kind of really solid people. And so we moved those people into various positions within Service Monster. Skyler was one of those people. Um, he has now graduated into the primary sales person. When Javi left, it just made sense. He had already been helping out. Skyler, super nice guy, super hungry. Um, he wants to do right. He's pushing the ball in the right direction. So he hits all of the points. Um, he knew Service Monster really well, and he's got some charisma. So I'm like, hell yeah, let's let's uh, have him catch sales for a while. Um, but on this project, having him there as a resource to pull in and say, okay, you answered like 500 phone calls with people all over the nation using Service Monster. What can, how can we make this, you know, so that 
in your world, this would have been really super dead dumb easy and simple, and we could have kept you on the schedule. Um, and so, yeah, we were able to use that in-house knowledge using Service Monster every single day, just like our clients do, to kind of identify those core processes. It's something that our competitors will never understand. Like most of them don't understand their client anyway, not to the level that we do. Um, and, they, and they take that for granted. And then they'll do some things where they're like showing, I really know you guys. And it's just so awkward and weird <laughs> because they don't really know them. Um, you know, Crocs ain't going to cut it. So it's just, you know, it's just knowing your client and, and really making sure you understand their point of view. So it takes a lot of empathy to do what we do and then deliver features and UI and help and employees, frankly, that are in alignment with what we're trying to do to help you guys with your business. Yeah. So let's take that and, um, I mean, we could talk about each little feature on, on the schedule, but the sidecar is the most important. Yep, um, we talked about that. But the next kind of evolution was one of the sections that we started on um, was the job details and being able to have that on without expanding your 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 column width. So I sometimes take it for granted because at home I've got a gaming PC, I've got you know a crazy setup. Here at work we've got two monitors, you know they're large monitors to make us more efficient and so on. So when I'm looking at the schedule, I've got all this screen space, right? Like. I'm, I don't, I don't care about, you know, my, my column width. Some people are working on laptops. Some people are working on one monitor that may be smaller, you know, 21 inch, 23 inch, whatever. And when they would turn the details on, if they had more than two routes or so, all of a sudden their week view would go from, oh, I can see everything to, I can see two or three days right. because it forces that to make it look nice. That's right. And so kind of diving into... We wanted to have that be able to be turned on at all times for anyone, um, no matter how many routes they might have, to be able to see that. Now, it's not as clean. Um, it's not, you know, as aesthetically pleasing. When well, it's super and narrow. let me stop you there because okay. there's an interesting path here. Yep. Because if you look at just the core differences between Service Monster 5 and Service Monster 6, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that Service Monster 5, we started getting feedback like, Weeks before we released six, people are like, you know, Service Monster 5 is kind of antiquated. Like, we, I know that's why we spent the last four years rebuilding the entire <laughs> product that we're going to release in like two weeks. So that was an interesting period of time. But um, that design, that kind of what we would call a Web 2.0 based design, was one of the first of its kind. And, and, and everybody did it. After we had kind of, because it was a natural progression, I'm not saying that they stole Service Monster's UI look, but it was just the natural next thing, right? And so when we produced that in 06, we we're like, yeah, usually tech lasts three or four years before we need to swap it out, right? And I'm like, you know what? We probably got six years on this overall design just because we were so far ahead of the pack and then it just merged right in with it. So that was kind of neat. Um, and then Service Monster 6 drop, same thing. We're way far out. Um, I think more companies that start up can start quicker with whatever cool new material design is happening at the moment while we have to deal with legacy stuff. So it kind of 
it's like turning a battleship in a bathtub sometimes, right? <laughs> Where these guys can just spin shit up, like, and they have all the support too. Like AWS has a free tier, Azure has a free tier. Like, I can get a free Visual Studio. I can whack a couple hours in the, at night, and boom! Next thing you know, I've got a SaaS business. Right. Um, and so, and it's ridiculous how fast these guys have been popping and dying and popping and dying. It'll get to twenty thousand MRR monthly recurring revenue, uh, and then just disappear and be like, nope, that failed. Um, so watching these guys ebb and flow out. But for us, changing those designs takes a little while. And so I want when we do something new, I always want to try to be as far, far ahead as we can be. And so Service Monster 6 does that very well. But the upgraded designs, things are flatter. They're airier. There's more margin and more space. There's more colors typically, right? Things are just more modern. So when you look at six, you're like, damn, that's pretty. We I just saw a post about a dude who uses one of our competitors going on and on and on about, yeah, he's been using it for years and does everything he needs to do and all that stuff. And then ended it with, yeah, but yeah, Service Monster sure is pretty. <laughs> I was just like, sweet. Like you can't even be mad at us. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but here's where that pretty fell apart. The damn schedule. Yep. Because you can't be light and airy and flat and good design of what, let's call it Web 3.0. I just made that up. It's not a thing. But we were calling Web 2.0 a thing. That was a thing in 05, 06. Um, but, but this isn't. But I'll say that airiness, that modern material design that Service Monster 6 has is horrible for a schedule. And if you look at something like Google... They were Web 2.0 on their schedule. The general layout and feel is kind of Web 3.0, but the schedule itself is kind of Web 2.0, but they have a minimal amount of data. They don't have a lot. So you know what we did? We went back to freaking 98 when we used to build enterprise-level screens packed with data. And so we said, okay, general overall design, nice, airy. It's beautiful. The colors Aaron did are amazing. He's got a now line that runs across. It's just yep. gorgeous. Um, the way that the route colors influence the routes at the, at the header. Yep. Like, again, all very well done, fit right within that material design. And then you start throwing jobs on there full of details, and you're back in 1998. <laughs> but it looks good. But it's just packed with data absolutely packed with data and so uh and but that's what they want that's, that's what they want exactly that's right and so now you can have it at different column widths um you know you can go into your, your settings and that's really just kind of what i wanted to to showcase is go in there only show what you want to see that's right but you have the option to show all of it if you want to so many so many things you can turn off and on yep yeah and we even took it one step further where those who don't want to see any of the details but they do also want to see, you know, snap information. So it's kind of one of those have your cake eat to two situations. So we also gave, you know, that little the show details button, the status bar. Mm. So you can see a couple of those actions. What status is That's the right. job at? That's right. So you don't have to have anything else. There's no text. That's right. You can still see some of those things. Yeah. So. And that status bar has like three things. It'll let you know if it's paid or not. Yeah. It'll let you know what the current status of the job is. What's the middle one? The middle one is the uh, job type. Job type that if it's pick up, drop off, yep. whatever it is. So just by looking at it, you know what's up. Yep. And then some of the things that we're going to do too that we made sure that this um, design and architecture lended itself for is some of the stuff we want to do in the future is like blocking off schedule, right? So we say, oh, no, this this tech 
you know, uh, he's going to be out for a week. So we're going to shut his route down. We're going to move the schedule stuff around. And then we're not going to allow you to schedule on there anymore or maybe allow you. But you have to go jump through a hoop, say, oh, yeah, no, I know. Yes, I want to do it anyway. However, we lay that out. So that's one. Another one is colors. Right. That's been a big thing. I want to see custom colors like in five. Yep. Yeah. Okay. sure. And proximity colors. Okay. sure. And then order group colors. Uh, So being able to create an order group and associate that with a color. And instead of uh, the weirdness, that's five, where you a color could be a proximity color or a custom color. You're not really sure what we're going to do is in six with the new schedule, allow you to select how you want to see your color. So you drop down a list at the top and you say, show me prox colors. Whoosh. Right. All the colors and it'll be proximity based. Show me custom colors. Whoosh. They'll all be custom colors or show me job type whoosh or show me order group whoosh right so that's kind of where we're headed with some of those new new features that we'll be able to work on now that we have a schedule i feel that we can really move forward on yeah because we knew how long did it take i would say it took us about nine months to realize after six came out that we were going to have to rebuild the schedule because of the mostly because of performance with really large companies if you've had more than 30 routes 20 routes it was it was sluggish. It was pretty bad. We yeah. had one client with like 106 routes. It was like took, gosh, a minute and a half, two minutes to load that screen per action. You drag something around and then you have to wait two more minutes. Um, so that was just horrific. But they they were using the filtering mechanism to a good degree because obviously you can't deal with 105 routes at a time anyways. Right. But it still wasn't wasn't right. Now it's like bam, 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 bam. They were one of our first test cases to make mm-hmm. sure that the tech was really working well. So, yeah, that's it, kids. Kind of a peek behind the curtain of what we went through and where it's at now. Um, I think we're feeling pretty good. Probably next week we're going to make it the only option for new Service Monster 6 users. We'll leave the ability to toggle it on or off for our current users for a little bit longer. And then we'll take that button away and probably stash it somewhere else. That's what will end up happening. And that's actually the one other thing I really wanted to touch on is we definitely learned our lesson on that on the new quick ad is when we had the new quick ad come out um, because it's tied to something that's so core to your guys's workflow, making that change and having to learn that on the fly. Not a great experience. Kind Wasn't of, appreciated. Yeah. Kind of wanted to be able to like learn that on your own time for a couple, over a couple of weeks and then start using it. And so I think that's another one of those just kind of lessons and sort of just like okay the schedule is going to take some time for them to learn let's give them the time to learn just give them the time to hop back to the old schedule if someone's on the phone jump back handle it then i can go back and play with with the new features when it's not a time crunch yep so yeah that's all i got very good well thank you so much for your attention today uh if you feel like it feel free to like and subscribe click whatever bell see us on all of your favorite YouTube and podcast platforms, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, until next time, be safe. Take care.